0: the teams you care about it's southern middle tennessee sports today once again live from the league company studio with the hall of famer mo patton here's chris Gow.
1: what's going on folks it is friday and we have a ton of great content coming your way on southern middle tennessee sports stay presented by mid tennessee bone and joint so make sure to stick around throughout the remainder of the show. I know you're going to want to hear this next guest as uh, Matt Brown joins us, and I'm looking forward to it. But, of course, we've got Titans, NFL, college football, national championship talk. Uh, John Bryce of footballscoop.com joins us to talk about that national championship game. It's going to be a lot of fun. But, Mo, five hours ago, we had a tweet from Matt Brown. But what if I don't care about college football? You ask. What if the only thing I'm interested in is Missouri Valley and Ohio Valley Conference basketball and Olympic sports, as well as, may, as well as maybe some D two schools? Well, he says, good news. He has some content, and that he does, which is why we love having Matt Brown of D one Ticker and Extra Points uh, newsletter to join us. Matt. Thank you for taking some time and thank you for being on top of all of this. We we are greatly appreciative.
2: Well, thanks for having me. Hey, yeah. Um, and when you say Chris, he has some content, he he certainly does. And you mentioned in the last segment that there was some realignment news of of local interest. North of the border this morning, it became official as Murray State is now set to join the Missouri Valley Conference, which we kind of anticipated when Belmont announced it a few, I guess a few weeks ago, that they were headed in that direction. And obviously, another blow to the Ohio Valley Conference with that move there as they lose two of their most successful men's basketball programs in particular over the past, you know, five to 10 years, probably. Um, Matt, again, this is, this was just something that most everybody kind of saw coming. Is that fair to say? You know, to be honest,
0: I'm, I'm not sure if it was, if this was as inevitable as it might've appeared, you know, when when I was talking to people involved in these conversations over the last several weeks, uh, a thing that was reiterated to me several times was many of the private school presidents in the Missouri Valley Conference placed a real premium on expanding into lar- new large urban areas. Murray State is not that, and that was exactly it. And that's why you look at the other schools that were presenting, Texas Arlington, Kansas City, you know, uh, uh, Nebraska, Omaha has had had, uh, had reached out and, and tried to be involved here. Uh, all programs that are not as good at basketball, men's or women's basketball, as, as Murray State, but it's because these other smaller private schools need to recruit more students. Like th- that, that is that is the issue here for these places that are dependent on tuition and enrollment is decreasing. And so, I you know, unquestionably, this is the best basketball. Uh, institution that the Missouri Valley could have added. And it's one that has a history with some of these schools. But there was definitely some time you know, when I was, I was tracking this that people that I was told by folks I trust, hey, I don't I don't think Murray's a lock. Um, but, you know, but I, I, I'm happy for their fans and I'm happy for their program now because I think this is the best thing for them on the court.
2: Well, and it's a great thing for Murray State. And <laughs> The flip side of that is um, it's just the further depletion, again, of the Ohio Valley Conference, and someone asked me on Twitter who's left in the conference, and let me run through this list, Matt, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, but to my understanding, Eastern Illinois, Moorhead State, Southeast Missouri State, Southern Illinois, Edwardsville, Tennessee State, Tennessee Tech, and Tennessee Martin, those are the seven – current or continuing ohio valley conference members is that right are all of those still committed or or any of those headed elsewhere
0: as, as as best as i know right now nobody has their suitcases packed and is ready to head out the door um if if uh there's there's a huge need for this league to expand and <laughs> I think it's fair to say that they swung and missed on their first group of people that they wanted to bring in. So now they're they're a little bit farther down the list. I'm not ready to write the obituaries for the Ohio Valley Conference yet. But if for some reason they're not able to close the deal on the next round of schools, then maybe if you're Tennessee State or if you're some of these other, uh, other places that have another option, maybe you start to consider that.
2: And this particularly from a football standpoint, because S-R-U-E does not play football, uh, and Moorhead is in the right. Pioneer for football. So you've only got five OVC football-playing institutions in that bunch. Is that right?
0: That That is right. And I, I will say, I don't know for certain right now exactly where Murray State is going to play football. Um, the Missouri Valley football conference is a completely separate entity from the rest of the Missouri Valley. And, you know, I know they've begun that application process and people in Murray are feel good about it. I don't think that's a completely done deal yet. Or if it is, that hasn't, I haven't been told that yet. Uh, so it's, I guess there's a possibility they play somewhere else, but you're right. And, and there's only five and you need six for an automatic bid to the FCS playoffs. So the top priority, if the Ohio Valley is going to remain an FCS football league, is they need to bring in as many FCS playing institutions as they possibly can uh, to provide some stability on that front.
1: Well, Matt, you know, three hours ago, your retweet from the Ohio Valley Conference certainly leaves the door open for Murray State to stay as an OVC football member, does it not? Or at least it appears based on uh, Beth DeBotch's uh, statement here no. that while a conference member, the OVC is committed to providing racer student athletes with exemplary championships, experiences. Additionally, moving forward, we look to continue our mutually beneficial relationship through affiliate memberships in some sports.
2: Oh, good Lord. <laughs> that, 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 yeah,
0: that, that was my reading too. I don't think that's just about rifle, you know, it would be unusual. It would be unusual for that to happen. But, you know, the, listen, the last two years have been unusual. <laughs> a lot, a lot of strange things have happened. So that could be one possibility. You know, I can, I, I can tell you guys that I know the OVC has been trying for a while to flip Western Illinois uh, from the summit and from the Missouri Valley football league to join the OVC. I know now they're talking to Arkansas pine bluff about potentially leaving the SWAC uh, and, and, and joining now and, and now that Little Rock is coming into this conference. I know they're talking to several Division II institutions. I'm not sure who's gonna be the first one into the boat, but I, I know there's there's a lot of people on that list that they're talking to.
2: In in the past two minutes, there have been a lot of interesting, intriguing points raised. But Matt and Chris, you too how embarrassing is that for the Ohio Valley Conference? Yeah, you're leaving, but you can stay and play football if you want to. Hmm. At, at, at,
0: this, at this point, I, I feel like the only way that you can guarantee that your league continues to function is to, is to, really, is to be humble. You know, one, <laughs> one of the things that I've learned in this business, uh, even at the FCS and the low major level, when you're talking about realignment and changes, is that sometimes changes don't happen or a catalyst for a change isn't always just about money or tickets, but it's about people getting their feelings hurt or about people being petty or about wanting to turn the screws to somebody else. And when you don't have leverage anymore, you, you, you don't have the luxury of being petty. <laughs> so um, if, if Murray wants to, <laughs> wants to stay or if things don't work out in the Missouri Valley football uh, and that lets you keep your FCS automatic bid, yeah, I think you have to swallow your pride and you have to, and you have to take it, which is um you know not the preferable situation, but that's where you are right now.
1: Yeah, it's kind of like what the Jacksonville State A-sun and the AQ qualifier with with the 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 WAC did in football this year, you kind of just have to swallow your pride at this point point. and to be honest with you, I, I think it's it, again she said it's mutually beneficial if they do stick around. So especially if Murray isn't available to play in the MVC football, they don't, they certainly don't want to be an independent, not in the FCS level. So uh, who knows, man, it's, it is an absolute just madhouse right now. And I'm not sure when it's stopping because once another domino falls, then what, you know, if, if Pine bluff does say, yeah, Let's let's go to the OVC where Tennessee State is and and now you've got two HBCUs in the OVC and you just took one away from the SWAC. It I don't know where that puts you know the SWAC. Do do they even care? Maybe they do, maybe they don't. it's it's nothing. Uh, It's double mess.
0: Yeah. Yes, it, it is a jumbled mess. And I feel like I've had a couple of conversations with my colleagues and, and certainly my wife about, Hey, listen, things are going to calm down as soon as realignment stops, <laughs> right? Or I, I can focus on some of these other stories as soon as it stops and it's not. And I, I think it's probably going to slow down at the SBS level for a while. But, you know, I could tell you, I know of at least four other SCS conferences off the top of my head that are considering membership changes. And I would expect this cycle to really continue into the summer until after the NCAA convention later this month. And after there's some more clarity on what the new Division One constitution will look like, which I think we'll know more about come March or April. But, yeah, I, there's going to be more changes here. There's going to be more changes in the Southland Conference. There's going to be potentially changes in the Colonial Athletic Conference. Like, there's, there's going to be other FCS moves.
1: Well, and you mentioned that. And your are with the uh, potential addition of Illinois-Chicago to the MVC after they lose Loyola. So, yep. it, yeah. Mo, you had something?
2: Yeah. You know, I was speaking with Matt Brown from D1 Ticker and the Extra Points newsletter. And, Matt, you know, going back just a second, I mean, Pine Bluff to the OVC, how, how serious do you feel like that is? Because, like Chris said, that gives you two HBCUs in the Ohio Valley Conference. It does, you know, take one out of the SWAC, but the SWAC added at Florida A&M here in the past 15 months or so, and Pine Bluff isn't necessarily in the footprint of the SWAC at this point. So that might be a mutually agreed upon departure there, but do you feel like that's got legs? I
0: think it has legs insofar as I know that the OBC is trying to make it happen, and 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 that, that the interest on that side is real and genuine, and that Little Rock would like to make this happen, and that Tennessee State would love to have another HBCU. I don't feel like I know enough to handicap how likely it is. You know, I, I, what I can tell you is a couple other you know conferences tried to take runs at HBCUs out of the SWAC the last cycle, and they were all denied pretty aggressively, in, in part. Because this might be the best time to be an HBCU in the SWAC in 20 years. Um, hmm. Because more, I, I think this generation of college students and college athletes um, has had a renewed appreciation and interest in, in attending an HBCU and an HBCU culture and and in those kind of institutions. and And because the political environment has changed, that also has led those schools to have access to corporate sponsorships and broadcasting opportunities that they simply haven't had in a while. So there's a I mean there's a good argument that if you're Texas Southern or if you're I mean potentially even Pine Bluff, you'll make more money in the SWAC, which is not something I think anybody would have said in 1997. But I also can re- re- understand like hey um, we are it may be easier for us to to have postseason championship access in the Ohio Valley. We have a travel partner. We have a homecoming opponent now. Um, and uh, maybe the SWAC is going to be increasing budgets or moving in a direction that we can't necessarily keep up with. So it I would it would surprise me a little bit. Um, it's 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 not. I wanna clearly it's not, it's not that it doesn't happen, right? We saw Hampton and, and NC and uh, NC Central um, make this make this change, but HBCUs generally don't join PWI conferences. Um, so I, I don't think it's the most likely thing, but it is possible.
1: Man, yeah, I'm sure Little Rock would certainly love to have that travel partner, and Pine Bluffs' closest team in the SWAC is either, I guess, UT Southern or or Texas Southern, or or I have no idea. They're, you're right, Mo. They're they're really not in that footprint, so it's it's in, it, it's a potential possibility, and I. would be interested to see it happen, but uh, Matt Brown of Extra Points and a D1 ticker, Matt, we always appreciate your time and your expertise. Thank you so much for taking some time with us today. We look forward to talking to you with a- again.
0: Yeah, you you bet. Have a have a great weekend, fellas. Thanks for having me.
1: Yes, sir. All right. When we come back, let's talk uh, NFL Week 18 playoffs. Plenty to talk about. Stick around. Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Day returns.